0: Hey, what's up what's up everybody this is Wendy coming at you Sunday morning uh, bright and early 521 here on a Sunday morning rise and grind everybody this is what uh, down here in HQ in the basement in Sparta My cup of coffee nice and quiet it's when you know I can really engage with my audience here it's great to be back Uh, Second day in a row here, this is what I told my audience yesterday I was going to move forward doing with podcasts is give a podcast on on Saturday, which um, gives, you know, an in-depth perspective from the previous week and what took place during the week uh, prior showdown, which in this case would be the week four showdown. So I did that yesterday, uh, really dug deep into what moved the markets during the week four stock showdown. Uh, really placing an emphasis this past week on the amount of volatility uh, that would be fluctuations during the market this past week. Really uh, placing a a large, uh, detailed emphasis on the the scenario that was unfolding with the likes of GameStop and AMC in particular, and there's other names out there too that uh, really had a lot of. Um, you know, major swings uh, within their company's stock price this past week. But, you know, if you want to learn more about what really what took place, um, I encourage you to check out uh, the podcast from yesterday. That would be January 30th podcast. I believe the name of the title was Get Shorty uh, was the podcast from yesterday. In addition, if you go to the Stock Showdown YouTube channel, I also provide some, some guidance and a walkthrough of what took place this past week. And lastly, I even gave a, a, a video, uh, walkthrough as well on the company's Facebook page, uh, Stock Showdown Facebook page. So check out any of those avenues to get a better perspective on what took place uh, last week as it pertains to the volatility in the markets. So now as far as, you know, the Stock Showdown, um, Aside from all the all the the melee as it pertains to GameStop and AMC, I want to focus upon you know what took place within the ten participants' portfolios during the Week Four showdown. I didn't necessarily in yesterday's podcast <laughs> give credit where credit was due to our winners from the Week Four showdown. So let me start with that. Uh, I do also want to acknowledge that uh, Stock Showdown had a you know new new a couple new users uh, participating this past week. We're up to 10 users uh, for week four. So thank you and and shout out to all the participants. Want to acknowledge Craig. Craig came in, colleague of mine, uh, for the first time. And with his first time in, uh, Craig, got to give credit where credit is due. Craig came in third for his first time in in the stock showdown. So congratulations to my, my esteemed colleague, Craig, going by the username of steamed hams. He came in third, however, with a portfolio value of negative 32.86. I'm going to stop right there. Each and every one of the participants this past week, week, uh, week four, all 10 participants had a negative portfolio valuation. Again, due large in part to the amount of volatility that was in the markets uh, over the course of this past week. Uh, there was only four, excuse me, five. Or five companies out of the 44 that you could pick from that actually had a positive return during the week. That represents only about 11% of the companies that actually had a positive performance. So it's very few and far between to find those particular companies. But nevertheless, uh, Craig Steamed Hands came in third. So congratulations to uh, Craig. Coming in second with a portfolio value of minus 28 would be my dear uh, dear friend and neighbor, Kevin A. So congrats uh, to Kevin coming back again. Um, he actually w- almost went wire to wire. He led the entire week up until the last day, uh, which was Friday, and uh, couldn't hold on to his lead. So, but congratulations to Kevin for taking second place with a portfolio value of minus 28. And coming in first, uh, and this, this particular individual has incrementally moved up since uh he since he started participating in week two in week two this participant took third last week this participant took second and finally this participant in week number four took down first place so congratulations to uh the commissioner commissioner is somebody that i work with um running the debate league at the school that I, i uh that i work at but nevertheless the commissioner taken down first place with a portfolio value of negative 23.26. That was first place. That just goes to show you uh, how how poorly the market did this past week. Again, I emphasize there was only five companies out of 44 that actually had a positive return and the commissioner uh, actually had one of those companies in his portfolio this past week, which gave him a, an incredible .29 points with this one particular company that was IBM, IBM was up 0.29% on the week. So that translated into a positive 029 performance for the commissioner. Um, everything else was, was read across the board for uh, all the individuals. So, you know, let's put that behind us. <laughs> week five is a new week. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. If week four kind of carries over into the week five showdown as far as the volatility, uh I, I really do believe that you know what took place last week is going to carry over into the markets this week, maybe not to the same velocity as week four. However, I, I think you know there's other names out there that perhaps not to say got mixed up or you know, have set similar characteristics of what took place with GameStop and AMC and the likes of others. But I I think, you know, there's the the average investor has put the big hedge funds and these institutional investors kind of on notice. So I think there's going to be some, some, some strategic moves uh, moving forward by these big institutional investors and hedge funds. So I think it should be an interesting dynamic moving forward. So I, I would expect volatility to remain at these elevated levels Heading into the Week Five showdown, so uh, without further ado, let's let's take a look at that Week Five showdown. And this is the, the the purpose of the of the Sunday podcast. The Sunday podcast is meant to dig into what to look ahead for in the upcoming week. So what we have here is the Week Five showdown that takes place starting tomorrow, nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So get your picks in, get your picks in before nine a.m. tomorrow. Plenty of time to do your research. This is you know, why I wanna provide this podcast is to give you some education as it pertains to the upcoming week uh, showdown. So let's go industry by industry, take a look at some things. It's all up on the website now, that's stock, S-T-O-C-K hyphen showdown.com. Come into the website, as you're on the website, there's a tab in the navigation bar it says competitions. You hit the drop down from the competitions, and there is a list of the different week showdowns. So now we're upcoming on week number five of the showdown, which takes place from February the first, which is tomorrow, nine thirty a.m. through four o'clock Eastern Standard Time on February the fifth. We'll be measuring the perf- uh, the performance change from that given time of these particular companies each and every week there are 44 new companies at your disposal. Four companies coming out of each of the 11 different industries that make up the economy. <clears throat> Let's start first with basic materials. Um, what I decided to do this week is I, I, I reconfigured uh, some of the back-end data so I, I could also provide you, the the audience, with some some metrics to, to maybe consider taking a look at. Um, one in particular is we are in the midst of what's called earnings season. Okay. Earnings season, all these publicly traded companies. So all of the different 44 companies each and every week are publicly traded companies, which means you can buy stock. I can buy stock. Anybody can buy stock in these publicly traded companies. Something that these publicly traded companies have to do is tell the public how they did for the, for the quarter. So there are four quarters in the year, which means every three months, these publicly traded companies have to report how they did, you know, how much they sold, what were their expenses and bottom line, what was their profit, their net income. And and then we equate that to, you know, their their profit divided by how many shares that represent in in that company that gets you this this metric called earnings per share. And and that's something that investors look for. But nevertheless, I really want to just highlight when some of these companies might be reporting their their quarterly reports and if it falls within this week that might be something to take 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 a look at and, and highly consider I say that because earnings are, are kind of really what drive the company's performance in a, in a you know in a given period of time that's what investors look for and that's what um, I think has a tendency to move these names both in a good way or in a bad way it depends again how they did performance wise and how that performance measured up against you know these analyst expectations these analysts spend you know countless hours delving into the the data of these particular companies and they provide their their estimations and if these companies can outperform these estimations generally uh, the 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 stock behind it has a has a positive performance and if generally they miss these estimations, generally that company might um, might suffer. But it's not always about what you've done for me, which is in the past quarter, it's what you're going to do for me in, in future, uh, future earnings, in future quarters, because really, you know, the stock price is just, you know, nothing more than future cash flows discounted back at a current rate. So it's it's not always again how you've done for me, it's how you're gonna do for me. So sometimes these, these companies also wanna provide what's called good guidance, is what we're gonna do moving forward. So in a nutshell, that's you know, something to take a look at is, is when a company reports its earnings. With that being said, let's take a look at basic materials. Basic materials, you've got these four companies uh, in this week's uh, stock showdown. You've got Lionel Basel, that's L-Y-B. You've got Freeport F FCX. You got Wheaton Precious Metals, WPM, and you got Nutrien, LTD. Those are the four companies coming out of basic materials. Now, I also, on the form, when you're looking to, to make, your, you know, make your pick, to make your selections, I also detail how the company did last week, as far as what was their performance on a percentage basis, just to give you a frame of reference so looking at those four companies i always try to find you know the 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 company that's on sale and by sale i mean the company that pulled back the most during the previous week that it was cheaper or it's cheaper now than it was the previous week so i'm looking for deals basically um thinking that a major pullback or a, a bigger pullback is better than not a not a pullback at all so when I'm looking at those four companies out of basic materials, the one that stands out to me the most is Freepoint-McMoran. It pulled back 11.48% last week, probably large in part because they reported their earnings on January the 26th, which was last Tuesday. And based upon those numbers and the volatility in the market, it probably has something to do with that. So I'm looking for deals. I'd probably take a look at Freepoint-McMoran given the fact that it was down so substantially last week. Let's take a look now at Communication Services. Taking a look at the four companies coming out of Communication Services. We have Relx R-E-L-X. You have American Mobile, AMX. You have BCE, ticker BCE. And Electronic Arts, EA. Uh, Electronic Arts, that's the one that stands out to me because (laughs) I used to play uh, John Madden football for, oh gosh, like Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. And uh, I think the MO or the the tagline for EA Sports is uh, it's in the game. So that one definitely sticks out to me because I played that one a lot growing up. And, you know, taking a look at those four companies, all of which pulled back during the week. And again, you know, most companies did during the week pull back. Um, Forthcoming, however, is, is what's going to transpire this week. And there are two companies within communication services that report their quarterly reports this coming week. And they are BCE, who reports on February the 4th, that's Thursday. Additionally, Electronic Arts reports on February the 2nd. So Electronic Arts was down 3.77% for the week last week and they report earnings on Tuesday, February 2nd. I have Electronic Arts on my radar. I think again, the video game market has done well. Um, I think due to the pandemic, more and more people have gravitated towards the video games. So I have Electronic Arts on my radar for this week and that's EA. All right, let's move on. Consumer Cyclical. Coming out of Consumer Cyclical this week, we got Honda Motor, HMC. We got Xpeng. That is a uh, Chinese auto manufacturer. That's XPEV. We got Lululemon, LULU. And we got Las Vegas Sands, LVS. All four of those companies uh, also, not shockingly, uh, we're down for this past week. The one that stood out the most was Xpeng. That's the Chinese auto manufacturer. It uh, was down 17.60%. So that's definitely one that caught my attention because of all the companies coming out of the week five showdown, all 44, Xpeng pulled back the most at negative 17%. So that one's definitely on my radar. Um, Las Vegas Sands was down 10.15, large in part because they reported their quarterly report on January the 27th, which was last Wednesday, and, and it didn't go well. Um, I like Lululemon, to be honest with you, down 5.32% last week. I like Lululemon because they uh, they produce the, the, the clothes for uh, Peloton, and uh, I'm an avid user of the bike. Uh, my wife, God bless her, Courtney... Uh, <laughs> Talked us, uh, talked me into, you know, getting a Peloton uh, last year. Been on it all the time. Uh, My wife's been on it all the time. We love it. But Lululemon makes the clothes uh, for Peloton and and big fan. So I I like uh, taking a look at Lululemon, L-U-L-U, for the upcoming week coming out of consumer uh, cyclical. Let's move on. Consumer Defensive. We got Dollar General. We got T-A-L Education Group. We got Monster Beverage and we got Keurig, Dr. Pepper. Uh, Of the four coming out of consumer defensive, uh, we have none, none of the four actually report their quarterly report this week. Um, But economically, looking at it, you know, if one stands out more than any of them, to me, is Dollar General. That's DG. You know, I think, again, you got a struggling consumer. I think they're looking to maybe cut back on on, I don't wanna say extravagant purchases, but they may be looking to cut corners as far as costs um, with any disposable income that they have left or their general needs um, due to the pandemic. So I think you have a a strapped consumer. Uh, We are gonna find more about uh, the consumer uh, this coming Friday, as far as the employment uh, picture is concerned. The jobless report, uh, job numbers come out uh, on Friday. So the first Friday of every month, which would be this Friday, uh, February the 5th, we will detail economically how we did employment-wise during the previous month. So January, how many jobs did we create during the month of January? And what everybody wants to hear and see is the unemployment percentage, the percentage of the population in the labor force that is unemployed. Those metrics come out Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. And that really could have an influence on the markets. I think there's a lot of people that are are looking at those numbers and are kind of just waiting to see what happens as far as the employment situation is concerned. So stay tuned for that Friday, 8.30 a.m. So that being said, I kind of want to take a look at DG uh, this week. That's Dollar General. Coming out of energy, coming out of energy, we got Williams Companies, we got EOG Resources, We got eco petrol sa and we got marathon petroleum corp uh of the four uh coming out of energy this week the one that i can see right now that that might have some um some movement this week would be marathon marathon petroleum corp mpc they report their earnings on tuesday february the 2nd they pulled back 3.2 percent um i think again the energy companies have had really had to pivot um due to the pandemic and due to a new administration coming from the trump administration uh and and the trump administration had, had certain policies in regards to energy and now with the shift in power to the biden administration that biden administration has a different philosophy on energy and these energy companies have had to basically make that pivot to something that aligns i think better with the biden administration so it should be interesting to see what these energy companies do and how they report I'm not suggesting to jump into some of these energy companies because I think it's still a little too soon to be doing so. Um, one that does stand out though to me would be Eco Petrol, who is down 14.37%. It was the second worst performer uh, of all the 44 companies from last week. Um, that was only followed by, or only, only follows x which was down 17%. So maybe again, if you're looking at energy, it's either Eco Petrol, which was, again, down 14.37, or take a look at Marathon, down almost 4%, and they reported earnings on Tuesday. You want to play, you know, play the earnings game? That would be the one to take a look at. That's Marathon, MPC. Let's move on to financials, shall we? Financials. Um, you know, financials, it's, it's an interesting group this week. We got the powerhouse, uh, Goldman Sachs Investment Bank coming out of financials. Uh, last week, down 5.03%. We got CME Group, uh, which was down one about 1%. We got Bank of New York Mellon down 4%. And we got Marsh and McC- uh, McClellan companies down one44 Um Financials, also an interesting uh, situation. They're all down. Um, nobody really reports this week uh, noteworthy coming out of financial. I think the financial industry is still... You know, on not to say on edge, but still trying to figure out how much capital they need to re- raise, basically to to weather the storm. I think some of the the big names like Goldman Sachs, um, who might not to say directly or indirectly, it, it, probably both, uh, has some sort of ties to what's been taking place with all this volatility in the markets and the hedge funds and the institutional investors with these names of GameStop and AMC. So I'd probably stay clear. Of the financial industry uh, due to all the volatility from week four that could carry over into week five. All right, move on. Let's take a look at healthcare. Healthcare, um, you know, I think healthcare is an interesting place to be right now due to everything with the COVID vaccine and and all these other companies that are trying to get their vaccine out to the general public and do the trials and, and hopefully get us past this pandemic. So nevertheless, the four coming out of healthcare would be GlaxoSmithKline, GSK, you got Intuitive Surgical, ISRG, you got Gilead Sciences, G-I-L-D, and you got Stryker Corporation, S-Y-K. Those are the four companies coming out of healthcare, um, all of which, uh, excuse me, not only three of the four were negative. Uh, the only one that actually had a positive return was Intuitive Surgical, uh, up negligibly, um, basically flat on the week. But the one that pulled back the most was Stryker Corporation down 7.61. They reported their quarterly report last week. Um, Didn't go well. Forthcoming, however, you got Gilead Sciences, who was only down fractionally 1.66%. They report on February the 4th, which is Thursday. Um, That would be one that I would keep an eye on uh, for this upcoming week because they report I think it's being well for uh, Gilead, Farm, uh, Gilead Sciences, so you might want to take a look at that one for your week five showdown portfolio. That's G-I-L-D, Gilead Sciences. Moving on, we have the industrial sector. Coming out of the industrials this week, all of which, not shockingly, pulled back last week. We had North Northrop Grumman Corporation. We had General Electric, GE. We had Global Payments Inc as GPN, and we had Waste Management, WM. Uh, You have four companies, none of which report their earnings. Um, This week, you know, the one that stands out to me is GE. Um, I don't. You know, I can't recommend Any of them really for this week's, but the one that does stand out to me the most is GE. I know GE um, was pretty beaten down for quite some time. Uh, Actually got into like the $5, $6 range per share. And it's had quite the run up um, since then, Um, given the fact that it was down 4.13%. Again, I would probably steer clear of the industrials. But if, again, you want a name coming out of industrials, GE is probably the one to take a look at for the week five showdown. All right, let's move on to real estate. We have three more industries to take a look at. Uh, we got real estate, we got CBRE Group, you got Invitation Homes, you got Health Peak Properties, and you got Sun Communities, all of which uh, did pull back last week, none of which report their earnings this week. Um, I think again, the housing market remains remains strong. However, you know, I, I think there's been quite a run up, uh, but experts will tell you that it remains strong specifically in certain areas of the country. Um, I'm just right now not a fan of, of getting into any of these real estate companies for the week five showdown. Let's move on to technology. Technology uh, had a had a really big, <laughs> really big week last week. Um, you know, when, when the markets pull back, uh, technology is going to be a, an industry that pulls back a, a lot further than some of these other industries because of its it's um, high beta numbers. I don't wanna get into all the details about beta, but it's a, it's a measure of risk volatility. And a lot of these technology companies have high betas and high PEs, that stands for price to earnings. So when the market does pull back, the, the technology industry has a tendency to pull back a little bit further than, than more of most of the industries. But nevertheless, coming out of technology this week, you have Shopify, you have Sony, you got Fidelity National Information Services, and you got AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, all of which pulled back substantially. AMD, the most, at negative 9% on the week. Um, due to all the volatility that happened last week, and I think it's going to carry over into this week, I would probably stay clear of technology. If you are going to get into technology, um, one name to keep an eye on would be Sony. That's SNE, down 4% last week, but they do report their earnings on Wednesday, February 3rd. I think, it's my own speculation here, you had the PS5 that came out last quarter for Sony. And I think that could that, that could impact their bottom line and their top line. So revenue, top line, bottom line earnings uh, for this upcoming week. So one that I have on my radar for this week would be Sony, S-N-E. And the last industry to take a look at uh, would be the utility sector. Now the utilities, you have Edison International, you got Entergy Entergy Corporation, you have PG&E and you have MRN Corp. Um, Of the four, there was only, well, actually two of them. So utilities actually had a I mean, (laughs) statistically uh, had a good week uh, in in comparison to all the other industries. You actually had two of the four that had a positive week last week. Um, Looking at the numbers, No, uh, none of the utility companies reports, their quarterly reports this week. The one that stood out the most to me would be Entergy Corp. They were up actually 2.07%. And that was the best performance of all the 44 companies in the week five showdown from last week. Um, You know, utilities is a a defensive play. People are still gonna need their utilities. Um, I would think specifically now uh, in, in geographically, uh, specific locations here, at least in the Northeast, um, people are gonna rely on their utilities with, with, with the weather. So I, I think utilities is, is a safe bet to play, especially when there's a lot of volatility in the market. You think utilities, you think consumer defensive when there's all this volatility in the markets. So those are the 44 companies uh, with you know involved in the week five showdown. I would say, again, be cautious this week think again, utilities, consumer defensive, um, you know, stuff that people are going to need no matter what happens (laughs) in the economy, Um, all the volatility, you got to put that noise aside. You need to be cognizant of it, but don't let it consume you. And that's really what's been happening uh, with a lot of these high flying names, and they're having a, a, a trickle down effect to the economy or excuse me, the market as a whole. Don't forget, you got jobs report that comes out on Friday, 8.30 a.m. And, and that could really, again, p, you know, put investors on edge depending upon what the numbers come out and look like this coming Friday. Um, that's all I got for the week five preview. Don't forget you have until 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, February the 1st to get in your week five picks. Can be easily found at stock Showdown com, you can find it on the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page. Um, You would go into the top of the navigation bar. There is a button that says play now. Upon hitting play now, you're going to be given those 44 companies that I just went through and how they performed last week. You make your picks of seven. You're trying to pick the seven companies that you think are going to outperform everybody else's seven picks. That data, as soon as 930 hits, will be released to the public, which you can see then at the website on the homepage will give the current standings. Current standings will give what everybody's picks for this week were and how they're performing in live time. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at wanderson at stockshowdown.com. You've been a beautiful audience. God bless you. God bless America. Good luck to all.